This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hi, this is Megan Cloherty, investigative reporter for WTOP News. If you like top news from WTOP, we think you'll love our new podcast called the DMV Download where we take a more in-depth look at the biggest local stories of the day happening in our area. We hope you check it out. Dating the remnants of Ian. I'm Dick Yoliano. In other news this Thursday morning. A new pilot program in the district will provide millions to help families facing homelessness. I'm Melissa Howell. An area boxer says his big match will go on in honor of his late father and coach who was killed in D.C. I'm Mike Marillo. Gains on Wall Street. Good morning. Welcome in 3 o'clock on WTOP. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Tom Foti in Washington. Ian's barely a Category 1 hurricane over central Florida now, slowly moving toward the northeast with winds of about 75 miles an hour. But it is still causing a lot of damage throughout Florida with about 2 million customers, meaning a lot more people, in the dark. At Category 4, it is one of the strongest storms in U.S. history, making landfall in mid-afternoon in southwest Florida. We start there. CBS's Jason Allen in Tampa. The Curious came out to Tampa Bay earlier as water receded from the shoreline. It's been pushing water out of the bay. This is a swimming area usually, and right now you can walk on it. It's like one in a lifetime thing. These Michigan residents have never experienced a hurricane. We see if we can get a, a good glimpse of anything while we're here. But there is serious business ahead as Ian bears down. FEMA has hundreds of boots on the ground and has pre-positioned food and water supplies. As for rescue efforts in evacuated areas, Governor Ron DeSantis. Local responders can make, make decisions, but by and large, uh, until the storm passes, you know, they are not going to go into a situation uh, for rescue uh, and put their own folks um, at risk. Ian was expected to go out to sea later today, then come back overland in Georgia. Meantime, after earlier Hurricane Fiona did major damage to Puerto Rico, the White House now grants a special waiver to allow foreign ships to enter a port there to deliver badly needed fuel. The request to waive the Jones Act temporarily pauses a more than 100-year-old law, mandating that merchandise traveling between U.S. ports be delivered on vessels primarily built in the U.S., owned and operated by Americans. CBS's Nicole Skanga. He was known as Coolio. The Grammy-winning rapper was found unresponsive at a friend's home. He has died. He was 59. On the Health Watch, encouraging results in a new monkeypox study. The CDC says data collected from 32 jurisdictions suggests people who have received at least one dose of the Genios monkeypox vaccine had a 14 times lower risk of testing positive for the virus. Officials say the early figures provide, quote, cautious optimism that the vaccine is working so far. CBS's Alexander Tim. Overseas, Vice President Harris is in South Korea. She's just visited the demilitarized zone with the North. Kim Do-Wan is a senior fellow with the Center for a New American Security. It's both a political message and a security message uh, that um, the United States uh, has South Korea and Japan's back in the region when it comes to North Korea, but also when it comes to China. Asian financial markets mixed. This is CBS News. 
Why buy a boring new car when you can have an amazing certified pre-owned luxury car from Select Auto Imports? Select is a five-star dealer that has been in the D.C. area for more than 30 years. Customers know that the BMWs, Mercedes, and Maseratis at Select feel like they are brand new. Drive your dream car with no payments for three months. And for a limited time, all premium vehicles are up to 33% off MSRP. Select Auto Imports in Alexandria, Virginia. Drive luxury for less and find out what drives you. WTOP at 303. Thursday morning, September 29th, 2022. Mostly sunny later today. Very comfortable. Upper 60s for the high today. We are looking at 56 right now. I'm Dean Lane. We do indeed thank you for taking us along for your Thursday morning ride. Topping the stories we're following for you as we head into this day together. We begin this morning with the latest on Hurricane Ian which has actually left millions of people, up to 2 million, without power in Florida. Ahead of the storm's arrival here over this weekend, several days of rain expected. Virginia declares a state of emergency, with the Mid-Atlantic region expected to get hit. Governor Glenn Youngkin called for the emergency status to begin Friday in preparation for severe rainfall, flooding, wind damage, and tornadoes. The governor's emergency declaration says the severe weather is likely to impact roadways, utilities, and other infrastructure later this week and into early next week. The governor is also encouraging residents to have emergency supplies on hand. Virginia's Department of Wildlife Resources is also advising boaters to be extra careful. Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. WTOP News time now, 3.04. Two transportation issues this early morning on WTOP. As the Purple Line light rail system is built between Bethesda and New Carrollton, there are concerns this morning about gentrification around the rail stations. A two-year analysis on this, released this week, shows government leaders and community groups should protect affordable housing and small businesses around those Purple Line stations under construction locally in Maryland. The 16-mile line will be the first actually direct suburb-to-suburb -suburb rail line in our region. Community leaders have long worried that, without attention, rising land values and rents around the 21 stations will price out business and residents, in particular in lower-income communities in Prince George's County. Communities most at risk include Long Branch, Langley Park, and Riverdale Park. The Purple Line is set to open in 2026. 3.05 Thursday morning. Other news, there is a new pilot program in the district now aimed at ending family homelessness. The Career Mobility Act plan will provide $25 million to assist families transitioning out of homelessness by providing $10,000 in cash payments. It'll also help out with rent and career support. Now, the program was initially intended to help 300 families, but after receiving 1,500 applications, the district doubled that number to 600 families. Mayor Muriel Bowser says the goal is to assist families who risk losing benefits after taking higher-paying jobs. This program, she says, will help fill that gap. Families will be selected through a lottery process. The first 300 will be enrolled this month. The second group of 300 will be enrolled next year. Melissa Howell, WTOP News. It's 306 on WTOP. A much-loved boxing coach was killed over the weekend Saturday in D.C. And his family continues, of course, to mourn that loss. His son, while doing so, plans to honor his dad by taking to the ring at a big match. It is a contest the two had been training for for a long, long time. Arthur Buddy Harrison Jr. coached at Old School Boxing in Hillcrest Heights, Maryland. And among his students, his son, boxer Dusty Hernandez Harrison. Everyone would say, like, yeah, you know, you got a perfect excuse not to fight again, but I 
think it'd be a perfect excuse to anyone but but Buddy. As police search for the person who killed his dad, Hernandez Harrison says the outpouring of support for his family has been incredible, and he's truly learned how much his dad loved his community. I'm getting told, hey, you know, your father always used to make sure we got home from school okay. As Hernandez Harrison takes to the ring and the Beltway battles is coming Saturday, he says it'll be difficult not having his dad in there motivating him. He was a great corner man. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. WTOP and Silver Diner bring you free lunch Friday to thank you for listening to WTOP at home, at work, or on the go. Three winners every Friday for dine-in lunch only at 18 Silver Diner locations. Enter today at WTOP.com. Search free lunch Friday. Hey, I'm first and the night Diamonds Direct's unbelievable zero-interest finance offer is coming to a close. But you have until this Sunday to take advantage of five years zero-interest financing on any purchase. Now more than ever, it's the smartest way to buy. You can get that engagement ring or fabulous piece of designer jewelry and spread your payments over five years without paying a dime in interest. This amazing offer is good through this weekend only. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Get all the details, including special Sunday hours, at DiamondsDirect.com. Unapproved credit. It is Thursday morning, September 29th. Here at the time now on WTOP is 308. Driving good weather on the 8th and when it breaks through the overnight early morning hours. Good morning to Rich Hunter at the WTOP Traffic Center. Hi, good morning, Dean. As of late, it's been a pretty quiet ride. Southbound 95 as you approach and pass the interchange for Route 630 Stafford. Last check, you were still getting by the work zone. Single faults left, but any uh, any uh, instance of stoppages is now complete because they were doing them through 3 o'clock. So... If they're still out there till 4.30, it's just single file left getting by. No more stoppages in the works. And northbound 95 between Fredericksburg and the Beltway and Springfield for now without early issue. 395 North Main Line looks good between the Beltway and the 14th Street Bridge. They've been working in the express lanes, and they've stopped traffic there a couple of times. But for the most part, folks have stuck with the main line. You get by without delay. Uh, once you're in the district, no problems on the freeway, 395 or 695. Suitland Parkway and South Capitol Street as of late without issue. Both I-295 North, DC-295 South, headed into downtown. We're moving well. No early issues on New York Avenue from northeast to northwest. If you're traveling in Maryland, Beltway through Montgomery and Prince George's County, running well so far. Uh, no major issues reported in either direction. And if you're traveling down in southern Maryland, again, they've been working on 301 uh, down by the nice Middleton Bridge, where they alternate traffic one direction at a time to the work where they've been doing paving on the north end of the bridge. Uh, they did have it stopped earlier this morning for about an hour due to an incident on the bridge itself. But again, that has been gone for a while, and delays have eased in both directions approaching the span. Traffic brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. Proud to serve members of the Armed Forces DOD veterans and their families. The members are the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. Rich Hunter, WTOP Traffic. Storm Team 4 tracking what should be one more really nice day across our area before Hurricane Ian moves our way. First of all, though, your Thursday looking good. A cool start once again. You might need the jacket stepping out the front door, but highs in the afternoon, upper 60s to around 70. Still a little breezy, so, yeah, it'll still feel kind of cool. Friday, more clouds and rain moving in late in the day. The most part, it'll be lighter rain, but late evening hours, uh, yeah, we could see some of that rain around. Ian moving in Friday night, Saturday, and Sunday. Not expecting too much in the way of wind, but it will be rather rainy. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Cameron. Around the region this very early morning, 56 degrees at Fort Belvoir. You're raking up to 56 as well in Foggy Bottom this 3 a.m. hour. Thursday morning, September 29th, it's 56 in Silver Spring. We're at 56 and holding in our nation's capital. This check brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. 
WTOP at 311. Good morning. It's showtime at Marlowe Furniture. The main event you've been waiting for is here. This Saturday and Sunday, Marlowe gives you the greatest offer with the biggest discounts. Save 60% off all furniture. Marlowe has a massive selection in stock. Sofas, $8.99. Queen beds, $3.99. Table and four chairs, $8.99. Plus 24 months, no interest financing. The main event is Marlowe's flagship sale of the year. Save 60% off. Plus 24 months, no interest financing. This weekend at Marlowe Furniture with the area's largest showrooms under one roof since 1955. You're listening to WTOP News. CBS News special report. About 2 million customers remain in the dark this overnight as a weakened but still dangerous Hurricane Ian makes its way northeast. Ian made landfall as a historic Category 4 storm in southwest Florida near Fort Myers. Correspondent Manuel Bajorquez. Ian overtook homes and submerged cars. In Naples, fallen trees and downed power lines sparked fires and made roads impassable. Ian's top winds now are about 75 miles an hour. It's barely a hurricane, but the Weather Channel's Jim Cantori tells us... We may actually see our worst storm surge on the backside of Ian as it moves to the northeast tonight. we still got a long way to go. And from his colleague Alex Wilson... The storm will move off towards the north and east, tracking across Florida, weakening as it does so, but moving slowly and bringing heavy rain... Also, tornado risks and strong winds across the peninsula. Then, by the end of the week and into the weekend, actually moving into parts of the southeast, bringing the same issues. CBS News Special Report. I'm Tom Foti. Before now, we turn this morning to former broadcaster Kyle Cassandra, who now works in online media in Orlando on the weather conditions since Ian's arrival in the area. Well, right now, I was about to step outside my home to give you the sounds of it, but I got hit in the head with a projectile. I think oh. a branch from a tree. So I was like, you know what? It's starting to get just a little too uncomfortable out there. So I stepped back in. But sustained winds are still roughly about 20, 25, but the gusts are what are becoming ferocious now. It's like car going from zero to 60, and that is what's causing the damage just around me. About two to three miles, power has started to fall. I'm about eight miles north of downtown Orlando. About 10 o'clock, just past 10 o'clock here, was the magic hour. That is when all the stores were forced to be closed and everybody had to be in for the curfew. But already we're starting to see down power lines and very localized flooding as we are actually starting to see more rain from the top of the storm as a cool front that's it's about 60 degrees in Jacksonville right now is actually pushing the rain down even further from the upper atmosphere so it is quickly be turning very bad here in the central florida orlando area you sound like you're all right kyle but you said you got hit in the head with something i mean was it a, <laughs> a heavy object well, I live around a lot of oak trees, and those acorns and branches are starting to break apart. The, you know how the trees don't have dead pants, dead branches. Well, I, I took a step out at big gust, and I turned around a corner where I knew the it was going to be safe, and then all of a sudden there's debris. So, oh, so gosh. Oh, all right, let me uh, let me step back in here. But yeah, just hit me on the side. It's like, ah, you know what? I probably shouldn't be standing out here. But that's, uh, that's how quickly it's turning south in my particular part of the woods. Can you explain to us here in D.C. and in the surrounding areas unlike southwestern Floridians were you all in Orlando told to evacuate or were you told just get a lot of food and water and stay where you are 
You know, evacuations are really called for the coastal inline communities because of storm surge. And in Central Florida, we just don't get that much storm surge. So we're not really evacuating in Orlando. We get the evacuees from the, the Brevard counties, the Volusia County, where, uh, where the Cape Canaveral is, where the rockets go up. And then Tampa, Sarasota, we come inland towards Central Florida. But because... The forecast so early showed it going up the West Coast through Central Florida and up into Georgia, South Carolina. If we did evacuate here in Florida, we knew to go up the peninsula and then go west into the panhandle, Tallahassee, towards Alabama. So we don't see a lot of evacuations here in Central Florida because we don't, the storm surge has died out by that particular moment. But that doesn't mean we're not going to deal with these rain issues. I know everybody thinks the state of Florida, in most maps, has a little body of water. That's uh, Lake Okeechobee. And if this eye, we thought it might take an eastern shift and disrupt that lake in the levees, that would have caused some major flooding inside central Florida. Looks like it's going to stay to the north west of that and we'll be spared that nightmare but either way with uh, what we're seeing uh, it's just just it's not getting any better news so we're going to uh, shelter in place and hope for the best former broadcaster kyle cassandra on the conditions concerning ian and florida talking there with our dimitri sotas you are listening to 103.5 fm and wtop.com sports at 15 and 45 powered by red river technology decisions aren't black and white Think red. Thursday morning and Rob Woodfork's turn this morning. The Nationals walked off the Braves in extra innings 3-2 on C.J. Abrams' 10th inning single to cap a 3-for-5 night at the plate, Dave Martinez. What I loved is that he was very poised, right? He took his swings and then all of a sudden that makes a good pitch. It was a good pitch and he stayed down, stayed with it and was able to kick good wood on it, put it in the hole and um, drive in a big run for us. Which means his first big league Gatorade bath and getting mobbed at the plate. How was it, C.J.? I was freezing. I was really cold. <laughs> and I got like three, four of them, but it was fun, though. Abrams' walk-off winner was the only Nationals run not driven in by Luke Voigt. And Josiah Gray pitched a strong six innings, but for no decision. Aaron Judge entered the record books with home run number 61 to tie Roger Maris for the American League record for home runs in a season with Roger Maris Jr. and Mama Judge on hand. The Orioles' wildcard bid isn't looking good after a 3-1 loss in Boston. At 135, the O's will try to settle for a split of this virtual must-win series. Speaking of virtual must-wins, the Washington Commanders have one in Dallas Sunday. They'll be wearing all black for the first time in franchise history. So how do you ensure you're not dressed for the funeral for your season, Terry McLaurin? If we could come out there and play our style of game and not get behind early, I think that just gives us the best chance to be successful. More complimentary football guys flying around defensively, creating havoc and turnovers and offensive, creating explosive plays and sustaining drives. And when you have those opportunities, you're going to be in a lot of games. The Capitals skated to a 3-1 exhibition victory in Philadelphia. Rob Woodfork, WTOP Sports. Thanks, Rob. As always, 317 Thursday morning on WTOP. Among the top stories we're following for you this Thursday morning, 3 a.m. hour on TOP, Hurricane Ian has been downgraded, as we've been telling you this morning, to a Category 1 storm with sustained winds maxing out at around 90 miles an hour this morning, down from 150 when it first made landfall Wednesday afternoon this week. But it remains extremely dangerous, according to authorities. Some people are trapped by high water in their homes, and more than 2 million customers are in the dark without power across Florida. Now, here at home, starting on Friday, the storm's effects will be felt here in Virginia. Days of rain expected. Also on Wednesday, Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin declared a state of emergency to help agencies prepare 
for at times heavy rain and strong wind gusts for us in the coming days. In other news, the head of D.C.'s 911 Dispatch Center was a no-show this week before a D.C. Council Oversight Committee. Rima Holmes had a family emergency, we're told. The focus was mistakes that delayed urgent care, including sending first responders to the wrong addresses. Multiple families testified about how their loved ones died. Stay with WTOP for more on these developing stories in just minutes. It's 318. Rich Hunters in the WTOP Traffic Center. All right, traveling in Virginia, 95 southbound at last check, still working south of Route 630 Stafford toward the Centerport Parkway. Single file left, get you by, no stoppages in the works and uh, after 3 o'clock, so that's good news. Northbound 95 looks good between Fredericksburg and the Beltway and Springfield. No incidents in your way. The express lanes available to you there as a result. Uh, 395 north in the main line between the Beltway and the 14th Street Bridge, you're looking good. They've been working the express lanes, and at last check, they did have the express lanes closed uh, just uh, north of Edsel Road as a result of work. Looks like traffic is now getting by there again. They had held traffic there for a little while while they were doing some work. Uh, George Washington Parkway running well in both directions early between the Beltway and McLean and Old Town, especially for folks making an early trip uh, toward Reagan National. No incidents in your way. If you're traveling to or from the eastern shore, Bay Bridge construction, westbound span had been blocked for overnight maintenance. Eastbound was carrying two-way traffic. One lane for each direction of travel. Delays have been brief. Get the best of the best at Ashley. Save 10% off everyday low prices on beautiful Ashley Furniture Plus. 36 months, no interest financing. It's the best of the best at Ashley. Rich Hunter, WTOP Traffic. Storm Team 4 tracking Hurricane Ian down along the Florida Peninsula, making its way towards the Atlantic and eventually our way for the weekend. It will bring us some rain, but not for your Thursday. A cool start, but a pretty nice afternoon. Highs in the upper 60s to around 70. Definitely on the cool side for this time of year. Chance of rain moves in late Friday afternoon and evening. A high of 68 on Friday, 62 on Saturday. Now, I'm not expecting any dangerous conditions with Ian as it moves our way, but we will see a good chance for rain throughout the weekend. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Cameron. 62 in Annapolis. You're waking up to 55 degrees in Bowie this early 3 a.m. hour. Thursday morning, September 29th, it's 54 in Leesburg. We're down to 52 now in our nation's capital. This check brought to you by Lynn the Plumber. Trusted same-day service seven days a week. Check him out. Lynn the Plumber. This is WTOP News. In health news this morning, it is Sickle Cell Awareness Month, in case you didn't know that. Advocates want African-Americans to know that people suffering with the disease need their help specifically. When blood is needed to manage extreme pain or life-threatening complications... Donors who are black are almost three times more likely to match blood for a patient with sickle cell disease compared to anyone that is not black or of African descent. Dr. Yvette Miller with the American Red Cross says some people with sickle cell need transfusions every month. The need is constant. Please take the opportunity to make that appointment and donate blood. Christy King, WTOP News. WTOP News time now, 321. CBS News special report. Hurricane Ian enters southwest Florida with 150 mile per hour winds. CBS's Manuel Bohorkas had to hold on tight in Fort Myers as the Cat 4 storm made landfall on nearby Cayo Costa. This is an assault of wind, storm surge, and rain. Looking out there, I can see the trees are already missing branches and the water has started to enter some of the buildings along the coast. Governor Ron DeSantis says there has been flooding, structural damage, and over one million are without power. There's going to be damage throughout the whole state, and people in other parts of the state uh, be prepared for some impacts. 
WCBS's Craig Allen says Hurricane Ian is now moving in an east-northeast direction. It is going to continue to move very slowly, inundate Florida, inundate Georgia, and the Carolinas as well. The National Hurricane Center says Ian maximum sustained winds of 125 miles per hour. CBS News Special Report, I'm Jennifer Kuiper. Out to the war. If you're in Russia, get out now. If you're planning to go, don't. The latest warning this week from the U.S. Embassy in Moscow. It's especially concerned this morning about dual citizens who could be stopped from coming back. This morning, WTOP National Security Correspondent J.J. Green with details for us. There are a lot of Americans in Russia, and I have no idea exactly how many. The State Department is telling them that they should get out, and those that are thinking of going there to stop thinking about it and do not go. And they want people who are Americans to get out. And again, the main reason is because, as you said, the dual citizenship piece. Those who have it may be detained and forced to join the military there and sent immediately to the front lines to fight as many other Russians have. And believe me, there are many, many reports coming from a lot of different types of sources of people who have been thrown into the Russian military Within days, they find themselves on the front line with no training or maybe a day of training. And I think the U.S. is trying to warn Americans with dual citizenship, this could happen to you if you find yourself in the wrong place. Hey, J.J., another big story is this mystery surrounding the leaks on the Nord Stream gas pipeline, which could have a tremendous impact on Europe. What's the story there? The German Navy is investigating this, but sources have told me that this was an act of sabotage, and a number of culprits have been accused of doing it. Russia's emerging as a central suspect, according to Western intelligence sources. So, how was it done? This was not an off-the-shelf plot for a lone wolf or some shaky terrorist group. The general thinking in the intelligence uh, community folks among them that I've spoken to is that this was a nation-state with access to submarines. And considering that a number of Baltic states have reported suspicious activity by Russian vessels recently, thus the fingers being pointed at Russia. We'll have to wait and see who did it. But uh, another consideration I've been told as well is this may be a situation where Russia's trying to get out of a financial contract to provide this gas to Europe at some point. Another thing we've been talking about lately, Russia continues to lose ground in territories it had previously taken from Ukraine. And now Vladimir Putin is expected to formally annex those territories. Is that a desperate move, JJ? How could this play out. Well, it's certainly a dangerous move, Sean. Some say it's desperate because Russia and Vladimir Putin can't take this territory right now. But a key European source told me we should not get ahead of ourselves and consider this war and Russia's objectives lost. They could still win. It would be a long, bloody and costly war. And that's essentially what we've been told is coming, a long war, especially considering what may happen in the next months when winter comes. But they could still win this. And for right now, what I'm told is that this territory, Russia is simply trying to get it back. They're, they're trying to rather get all they can while they can, while it's relatively easy. This is the easiest way that they could do it, but it most likely will not stick because the international community will not recognize it. With the latest of the war between Russia and Ukraine, WTOP National Security Correspondent J.J. Green in a conversation with Sean and Hillary. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. Right the time now, Thursday morning is 325. Money news, 25 and 55 on WTOP. Here's Jeff. The Dow rallied 549 points Wednesday. That was a 2% gain. Contracts signed to buy an existing home fell for the third straight month in August. Ride-hailing company Lyft 
has now implemented a hiring freeze to cut costs. It has 4,500 corporate employees. Star New York City chef and top chef judge Tom Colicchio is opening his first fine dining restaurant in D.C., a 10,000-square-foot restaurant at 701 Pennsylvania Avenue Northwest. Jeff Claybaugh, WGOP News. I'm a wife and the mother of two kids. And when I get to work in the precinct house and put on my uniform, I can tell you, as a police officer, we're building partnerships. This should be happening everywhere. So the police should be reaching out to this community. And this community should reach out to the police. That's the way to make this a safer place.